Sean Connor, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say... Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad who chronicles the vanguard of hip hop at large. Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod. Rap, pop, pop. Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I am one third of your host. And if I was to be a member of Freestyle Fellowship, I think I'm the AC alone of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump out and say wow, it. Wow, damn. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. That makes Dave Mike a nine. <laughs> Off top. Uh, I don't know where that leaves me. I guess I have to be Jupe. Nate Jupiter over here. Yeah, uh, exactly. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? Uh... Doing all right. We're back here in my living room, uh, back recording. I hope folks are enjoying the non-Zoom vibes. Because um, it's really inconvenient for us. So <laughs> we hope you're enjoying it. No, it, it's awesome to be back in person. Thank you for hosting yep. us, as Absolutely. always. It's actually funny because I have a like I have air conditioning and like the actual podcast studio in my house, but because it's so inconvenient for my wife, it's just way better for us to do it here. <laughs> just for my the rest of the, the the other six and a half days of the week, it I works think there so should much be better. one functional marriage in this podcast. <laughs> so I say we keep doing it here as long as we need just to. Just make her listen to KRS, dude. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Thirty-one and good. Or, um, <laughs> Dave, how's it going, man? Going well, man. Yeah, good to be here. I love how you always pick the hottest days to invite us over. <laughs> but, uh, and by the hottest days, you mean just days. Yes, right. days right. that end in Y. Yeah, uh, any day in my crib is is a little bit sweltery, so we appreciate it. Yeah, Dave, you have uh, no wife and air conditioning. <laughs> so well, we, we got too drunk the time we went right, there. Right, right. So I think w- at some point we should we should try uh, to I, do it at Casa Day. I am ready to go anytime you guys are. I know it's okay. a little bit, you know, a little bit further. Right, 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 right. I'll just say this. Dave has a dab rig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first ever dab. Dab bod? A, a, cup, a dab, 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 dab bod, rap. Slog. Tell David right brick on my brick. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we'll we'll think about that for for future episodes. But we are back to continue our 1993 retrospective series. Uh, it's been a good time. We we did the Alcoholics 21 and over. We did Return of the Boom Bap, which is currently uh, circulating out there. And we are going to talk about um, another incredible, challenging. A different album that came out in 1993, and this is Freestyle Fellowship's Inner City Griots. I say griots because my guy, Traximillion, had a, a brilliant line back in the day where he went, I'm an inner city griot biatch. <laughs> <laughs> the type of shit that just lives in my brain forever. I really don't did not before you brought up that I think you're pronouncing it wrong, which I am. I guess I am saying now. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be that white person sometimes like yeah, I don't, I, don't. are you pronouncing that uh, african word correctly yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for not doing that but i think it's griots no it, it it i think it is griots but but for the longest time and not only did my professors uh, pronounce it that way but also i mean black thoughts says griots interesting yeah. so, well well there's okay. rappers like griots for the uh, right. the, the right. jumping off point right. it right. makes yeah yeah he, he so rhymed griot with peacock or something yeah <laughs> okay. okay yeah so so you know? yes i i i think there's a rap pronunciation and then there's an official pronunciation nate 
good on you for not uh, <laughs> correcting me <laughs> on that one. But it's it's an album that came out in 1993, executive produced by Keeter Massenberg. He was their manager at the time. He's the yeah. one who signed them to Island. So That's it's a, I think for them it's very controversial, and I I think they they're not really. As far as I understand, which is not a deep understanding, uh, Dave and I did the liner notes for um, uh, To Whom It May Concern, mm-hmm. which was their first album. So we spent like a better part of a year <laughs> listening and studying to that remastered record. That and everyone should go hours. check it out. Yeah. I haven't dove quite as deep on this record in that like journalistic way, though I have right. listened to it a lot and I really like this record. But I'm pretty sure that partnership did not work out. As you notice, it did not continue. Yeah. But when I was looking at the same stuff you were looking at today it's interesting he, he even mixed some of the songs and, he, and he's all over this we'll, we'll get into it because i have major issues with the way this record is mixed and mastered but um yeah i just i think it's interesting these the touch points of people who are involved with freestyle fellowship um dre was kind of had some machinations about signing them at a time mm. they were that big um, I'm so glad he didn't, because then the record came out. Yeah, exactly. There'd be a, <laughs> there'd be a, a, a freestyle detox that would never have come out. Um, he was flirting with the idea of signing them. They're on Island. They had some interactions with Chris Blackwell uh, that I think on our Jupiter episode he talked about smoking blunts in the in the studio with Chris Blackwell. So there was this acknowledgement that there were these um, these amazing talents, right? Like they was these four titans of rap. Um, I'm not sure if the rap world of 1993 knew exactly what to do with them. Um, and I think for me, that's it's an interesting jumping off point. It's, it's a very diverse and uh, crazy record that we'll get into. Um, but yeah, let's, let's start it off with the, the jam, which there's like a couple different types of jams right. on this there record. There are. Right. Um, and so it, it kind of depends on which direction you want to go with it, I think. I'll I'll do this like I did in our our souls retrospective on ninety three till, let's take boundaries off the table. <laughs> it's out of, it's out of bounds. <laughs> the biggity boundary is that song. Yeah, um, let's let's say if that is not available, we'll, we'll just do a separate little semi segment yeah. on that later. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Exactly. I know if, my jam. If if you were to take boundaries off the table, what would be your jam, Nate? I, my jam is cornbread. Oh. I I am obsessed with this song. During COVID, when we were um, still trying to make YouTube videos, um, I was trying to teach myself how to edit. So I made like the first thirty seconds of cornbread as like an iMovie, and I just put all the stuff, <laughs> all the references. Yeah, really, all, like a ninety-one Pinto. Oh, that's and dope. then put sitting on bowls, and then you have to like animate it so it's on the bowl. You know what I mean? It's like uh, we um, need that clip, bro. here we go. You know, it's just yeah. like. I I still have the file somewhere, I'm sure. I love this song. I love um, how it starts with the where the hell did the hip-hop go part. Oh, so I just good. think, like, I, I'm obsessed, and I actually did write about this in the uh, To Whom We May Concern part because there's other things about that on that record. AC Alone has the references of a much older person. I oh, don't know if he had old parents, but, like, he talks about, like... Harvey Wallbangers. Harvey Wallbangers and stuff like that. And, like... Um, uh, jelly bean banjo candy stow. Yeah. yeah, it's like wh- where are these references coming from? You're from LA and you're like in your 50s, not your 80s. Right, totally. and it, there's so much like old timey imagery on here. Interesting. Of like the you know this it's just uh, the grandpa sitting and drinking out of a jar. You know, it's just like um, the yeah. It's just I I love this song. I think this is a great um, presentation of his rapping. There's always AC Alone solo songs on tucked on these records where I think the other guys were like, you're good. You're good, bro. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. Like he's just so, it's just so alive and the rapping is so good. And it's there. It it just throws a million references at you and like demands that you keep up. And I just, I think this song is so great. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. George Bush was on my flow. Cracked out, butt naked, watching Cosby Show. God damn it! Now, now the worst part of that is that he was watching the, the Cosby, Cosby Show. Right, yeah, totally, uh, can't even do a pudding pop reference. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Dave, what what is your your jam? Jam well, gems. Uh, well, surprise, um, cornbread. Yeah. Ah. Um, yeah. To me, this is um, the this the song stands out from the album. It's a little bit of a reprieve from all the crazy jazz virtuosity. Okay. And um, this is where you're like, okay, AC, uh, let me sign you for your solo album. You know yeah. what I mean? If yeah. you did not already think that previously. Yep. 
Um, yeah, and I just love the vibe, and um, I love the beat. I love the way it starts off. It's so minimal. So minimal, and you know, like he, like you said, just a smattering of, of references galore. Um, and he, yeah. his voice is sound, sounds great on here. It's captured great, and that's always been sort of a standout. Um, I mean, if we're taking boundaries off the list. Yeah, yeah abs- absolutely. No, I, I can't help but agree. I feel like every five years or so, I remember that this is one of the greatest songs ever, and totally. then I just yeah. play it over and over yeah, for a so couple good. days. Um, it has a mixture of... Um, how microphone fiend starts. It has mm-hmm. that. It has that same kind of energy. Boom, mm-hmm. kick, boom, 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 kick. But with kind of a West Coast flair. And AC alone um, proves why he is a, a standout. Is he right. has alone in his name, right? Right. Um, he has a particular approach to making songs, which is completely different from the rest of the crew, um, and definitely always was a standout um, in that. So yeah, I would say cornbread. And as I went back to this, I remembered how much I liked the song Deep Thought. Yeah. Um, it To me, this album was kind of like my pre, pre-rec for understanding what Project Blowed was going to be about mm. in a couple years. And I listened to the song Pure Thought. And to me, it's kind of the best of that tradition for me. Um, it's up-tempo. It's them clearly displaying their uh, their lyrical virtuosity. It's on a very classic break, and I think that the the way that they uh, align their cadences on this with the break is like, it's perfect. And so it's it's very late in the album, which was interesting to me, because I feel like it's one of the better songs. Pure Thought, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Doesn't it end the album? Uh, yeah, I think there's like an outro after it. Okay. Yeah, yeah but no, it's, it's, very, it's very late in the album, and I thought it was one of the um the the better songs so that that one always stuck out to me but let's talk about uh boundaries inner city boundaries the song a little bit the best song ever where if you hear it you will have it in your head for like three days but you won't even be mad about it that song's magic man that song's magic i um interviewed um daddy o and micah nine for uh, the passion of the wife series um the making of Mm. And we talked about this song, and um, it's just magic, dude. You know, to this yeah. day, I still listen to it. And it's like, just the way AC comes in and, and the way Peace comes in. I think I wrote that that um, this album, uh, to a larger extent, uh, paved, the way, uh, paved the way for the likes of Bone Thugs and Harmony, oh, Young absolutely. Thug, absolutely. The Rapper Future, and absolutely. All Future Rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> My G. Um, no, it, Totally, totally a- ahead of its time. I even think about a group like The Roots, right? Totally. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't drop for another couple years proper. They, they were should, working they at this time. They should cover this song. Oh, totally. absolutely. Yeah. They, would, they would kill, yeah. right? Totally. Because oh, wow. Um, wow. this is better than anything that was on Jazzmatazz. It's yes. better than anything that was on Heavy Rhyme Experience. Yes. It's, there weren't too many like live hip-hop things that really worked. And p- for me, it's an example, and me and Nate were talking about this off mic, Micah Nine's uh, vocalese and his virtuosity in that realm Ridiculous. was just otherworldly, right? right like, if, right. He, if he wanted to, and maybe this was what Kater Massenberg was trying to tell him, if he wanted to just break off and have, like, a, a, a jazz-esque career, right. like, he could have done it. Yeah, Like, he, he totally has the chops, and I he feel He could like be Bobby McFerrin. He could be Billy yeah. Eckstein. <laughs> he yeah. could be, like, just, like, uh, like a Kurt Elling. He could just of be... Of a new so generation, like, Totally. The, the just so many different things. It's just, like, he can just do so much with his voice. We've covered it extensively on this podcast, but he is an a- amazing whistler. Yeah. Like, he, he <laughs> right. just, like, he's, he just has all of these different talents, and he could do so many things with his voice. This album might be the one where he does the most different things with his voice. It's, oh, that's He's that's all over the place. Over yeah. And yeah. we'll talk about this later, but Self Jupiter was not really around for the making yeah. of this yeah. record. He's, he's there in dribs and drabs, but yeah. in, for the most part, he was uh, away at college. Yeah. Um, um, so it's um, really Mike and Ace who carry, who carry it, which record. is kind of what you want from your totally. freestyle fellowship. 100%. Um, they're they're just both such huge talents, and uh, Mike in particular was just so musical at this yeah. time. It's Absolutely. just so it's so beautiful. Yeah, this song is great. And just a, a quick thing um, on the CD version of the album, Pure Thought is the closer. It oh, is the closer. Okay. Yeah. okay. There's okay. different track listings based on different formats. It's kind of confusing gotcha. actually, but okay. Um, I, it is the closer. We, um, we, when we talk about runs, we'll talk about it. But I, I think uh, we will not tolerate should always be the closer. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, ba- boundaries. 
was amazing in the sense that it also includes Daddy O's verse, which to me is almost and like... Production. He, and he production. He produced the right. song. Yeah, right. it's yeah. like it's very much his song in that way, which and is so weird to think about listening to some Stets of Sonic. Totally. You're like, well, how did we get to where we are? I know well, they're a band. Set first hip-hop band. Yeah. Um, right. And right. I feel like he gave it a structure and a form that honestly could have been used on some of the other tracks. I yeah. feel like um, this track shines through in a way that almost transcends the album. There's some great moments on this I album. Agree with and, you. and and because it's a song, not a vocal display. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right. a it's a cohesive an song. song. And it, and an amazing one that even if you weren't into rap, so let's just knock that off jam for the normies. <laughs> totally. Knocked totally. off. If you had to do another jam for the normies, I'll start. Um Park Bench People. Oh, I was gonna yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah, once again, leaning on... Great uh, song, and I want to talk about it for sure. But I actually think, even though it's a cappella, I think anyone could get with like the social message of Tolerate, tolerate as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like that that's, That would be universally understood. Did you guys know they used it as the end credit song for that Jeffrey Dahmer movie? Mm-hmm. No, it's oh, crazy. Didn't. They didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they should have, though. They, because mm-hmm. they, I forget about the Jeffrey Dahmer part every time. Well, to me, and we, we've talked about this on the show. They talk, yeah, they um, talked about it in the interview. Like, sorry to cut you off, but they're like, this was in our minds, the, the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, murder. While that was, right. While this, at, at the time it was going on, and really um, is the, the Black Lives Matter ethos is articulated um, on We Will Not Tolerate. And we hadn't really heard it in that way um, before. But then also, how many like acapella rap jams are there really? Right. right. Two on this album. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Blood and its place yeah. starting the album Same. and um, think it might be Peace's best recorded moment, though there's a lot of them. And I just think it's um, they're such voice-driven artists that yeah. it's good to have moments like that where you, you strip everything back and just let their voice carry everything. Right, right, yeah, it's almost right. like it's they're the solo. closest thing we have to a, a rap acapella group. You know what I mean? That that had enough virtuosity within their voices that it could carry, so it made sense to them. I'm so glad that's not where they took this, but they could pull it off. Right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Do it, Freestyle Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> version of Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. My boom. baby, my baby. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's what happened to acapella because Freestyle Fellowship didn't get involved. Um, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, runs on this album in terms of three song runs. That's kind of been the prompt. My my concern with this record is it goes in so many different directions. There's I, a lot going on. I really had a hard time picking out three consecutive songs that I've got like. one I feel pretty strongly about. Okay, and I think it gives you a lot of dimensions of what the fellowship is really good at and the songs are really different from each other but I think this run works. It's Hot Potato into Mary into Park Bench People. Wow. Oh, that's that's Okay. You're so pro- you're probably Hot, right. Hot Potato they can do these theme songs like nobody's business. They just yeah. find so many different ways to approach it. Actually, I don't know if you guys have listened to a ton of Haiku d'etat. Yeah, there's like multiple albums of it's um, a- a- abstract, rude, uh, AC and Mike, and um, they do like on their second album they do one as dogs, one as cats. Like it almost gets silly. Mm. It's like okay, like yeah, they bark, they run in the park. We Mike get and it. Nine like, lives. Yeah, <laughs> Mike and Nine Lives. I couldn't resist. AC Alicialis. <laughs> um, so anyway, that so that's just something they're really good at. Hot Potato is kind of a silly but very good song, I think. Mary is one of the better weed songs of the era. I'd put it up with Farside, Pack the Pipe. I think they, they both mm. sound like weed in a way that we were talking about. They sound like weed. Uh, Mary Jane from the Alcoholics album wasn't hitting for me. D- Dave, don't come at me. <laughs> um, and then Park Bench People. We're going to get into it more, but we've gotten into it already. This is one of the great like Micah 9 cool. moments, and it shows so much of his range. It's social commentary. It's vocalese. It's jazz. It's hip-hop. It's just a great song and it's it's totally compelling in its own way so for me i think that's it gives you a lot of different looks it also leaves off a ton of the best songs on here so it's hard to do with this record uh in terms of just sequentially i know i'm going along here but there's a kind of another one and it's it's not really i don't think it's the best three song run but i think there's three songs right after blood where it really sounds like the cover looks Ah, okay it looks like this huge la 
party. Okay. Yep. And like yep. so they really go for that. It's I forget the other two songs, but it uh, ends with Shammies. It's it's uh and this is was my pick. Bullies of the Block. Yes. Um everything is everything's everything. Yes. And then Shammies. Yes, which yeah, of those songs I think Shammies still holds up, even though it's like not the nicest song about women. It's hi hilarious. Ho, <laughs> hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, as I was singing this afternoon. Um yeah, I think that that it's like that gives you a side of the album. It's like this big LA funk like bass like party shit, which is yeah. not what I think of when I think of the Freestyle Fellowship really and it's not my favorite run, but it is an interesting run. Yeah, it's it's some of the more solid uh songs in my opinion. Most of the production on this was handled by the Earthquake Brothers right, and right. They're not playing about the quake part. Like the 808, <laughs> the 808 on this shit is so overpowering. Um, I'm not gonna step on your toes, Dave. I'll let you do your your three song run, and then I'm gonna. I have I have many thoughts about the Earthquake Brothers production and the the mixing mastering. But what is your what is your three song run? Of well, the, I mean, this it, album? it's kind of hard to go. I mean, uh, Inner City Boundaries and Cornbread. And then whatever bookends those, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, so I would go Danger, uh, Inner City uh, Boundaries, and uh, Cornbread. That's so a five, pretty. Six, that's seven. a pretty solid. I mean, run. depending yeah. on on, uh, and I know there's multiple versions. So on some versions, the Spotify version has Bomb Zombies, oh, right? Uh, right okay. after okay. Um, Inner City Griot. So I'm not. I'm not quite sure, and I don't love that song. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> The, the Earthquake Brothers production on this record, the songs they produce, the rappier songs, the non-jazz tunes, um, I always struggled with it because somehow it doesn't seem like the right pairing. It's almost I like agree. taking Freestyle Fellowship and then being like, this is an MC Shy D record right. for right. car right. shows. Right. Like The bass is so overpowering that you're bearing the lead, which is these four guys' voices. So right. on certain songs, you almost can't hear them. It's weird, and I remember that as a kid being, well, not a kid, but like as a teen being like, ah, I don't quite, I didn't get this record, and I think that was part of it. It starts off with so much of that, too, like I was saying, yeah. and the, the mental image for me, kind of based on the cover, is like, these would be playing in like the big party scenes, yeah. in particularly the house party movie, where they had the pajama <laughs> jammy jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's, that's what they would be kind of listening to at that time, which was never like amazing music. It's well, always well, like it's like party music. It's the Radio Tron era, which Mike and I talked about when when he was on our show way back. He's one of our first guests, and um, it definitely screams of that LA era of of heavy bass, electro influenced. But um, in some ways, it it just I can never quite wrap my head around it. And then going back to it, two things stand out. It was it was way too much 808, and also the mixing of this record is not. Great, and the way that you inconsistent, yeah, it, it's very inconsistent. And the way that you know that is that when Inner City Boundaries comes on, it's perfect. Right, it's perfect. Right, Everybody's right, voice is right. is sparkling. The track, the the volumes are in right proportion. It sounds fucking amazing. And then when it gets into the more rappier tracks, even a track like Hot Potato, which I like, um, is mixed so muddy that it's kind of it almost doesn't seem like a major rate label release. So um, I hope, and this will probably never happen, but in the same way that the, the Beatles get remastered every right. seven, eight, you know, to ten years, um, I think this record could even be a notch greater than it already is. And it's great just because of the they did the a They did a kind of deluxe reissue of this last year. I didn't end up buying it because I already have several different versions. But I would now I might buy it just to find out if, if, if it's actually they solve this stuff. Yeah, it was like a, it weirdly came out almost similar at like the same time as the one we worked on huh. from a totally different company under totally different rights and everything. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't end up picking it up, but I'd be interested to see if they're at least attempting to solve for what you pointed out. But like yeah. some things are just in, they're just, they are how they are and they're, they're there forever. Get cut chemist on the case. I know. I know, exactly. I know that we can, <laughs> exactly. we can solve for this. Um, I think it, it, the, the record overall, it sometimes struggles to capture their greatness. And, 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 I, and I'll say it's like that. a point that I wrote down the beats are not as good as the rapping, but how good? How could they be? You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Maybe it's like it's very hard to be as good right. as good of a beat maker as these guys are at rapping, and sure. it seems like they they kept it in the family. 
kind of. And it's okay. like, you know that thing of like when you somebody gets their first big contract and they're like, yeah, I'm going to let my cousin open a restaurant. Yep. It's like, yep. no, you should get Wolfgang Puck to open a restaurant. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, just get, use not, your resources. Not even a cursory look from some of the bigger names at the time, right? Like you, you And we have no idea how these... The politics conversations of that played words, out, right, or what right, the, right. what what was discussed, and who was approached. We d- right. we just don't have any information on that. But, but, but even let's say if even they had like an E Swift, which we which right. we we totally. talked about on the Alcoholics episode, so or a J Swift, any yeah. letter any in Swift, Swift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an embryonic Taylor Swift. No, I'm just <laughs> um, yeah, so so that for me was the the biggest struggle and I kept kind of like trying to reverse engineer A and R how that might have worked. Um I want to circle back though on your comment about Mary because I, I need to say this for the twelfth time on this podcast. <laughs> um Mary is the birth of Bone Thugs and Harmony. And every and everything that would come after them. Right. Um it is the absolute, you know, alpha and omega of of what they were doing. which I think we've talked to Mike uh, and mm-hmm. I keep calling him Mike for some reason today. I'm sorry, Microphone. Mike and I, and I do not know you. Um, it's not for me to be uh, <laughs> giving you familiar. nicknames. I'm not being too familiar. Um, the I think they both, Jupe and Micah, when we talked to them, both did not really buy into they that. Demur- they demurred from that. They, they were de- like they, de- they, de- they demurred, yeah. and we have to trust them that they know what happened, and we don't. Right. But we've we've had a chance to talk to both of them about it. None of them buy the like. Uh, bone is copying us, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say direct copying, but there, there's an obvious connection there, right? With the with the Mike and I being sort of connected to the NWA record, and then obviously, Eazy-E. yeah, yeah. The like, bone, bone, bone was signed by Easy E, right. had exposure to the to the LA scene, and I I understand and appreciate big artists, and I think Earl Sweatshirt is good about this too, of being like, oh, I don't want to talk about who's copying me. Right. Everybody's cool. Like, I don't want right, to be the right. guy, and Mike and I was very much that dude. He's like, oh, I like I like everybody. It's fine. Like, totally, I, I totally. don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, this guy ripped to off me, my To me, that act. was kind of weird, though, because Mike will go on a 30-minute diatribe on <laughs> yes. McDonald's. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. like, for that, like, why aren't you? Yeah, I, I was kind of a little bit disappointed yeah. that he didn't have I, stronger I feel like he's been it. dealing with this question since 1998 or whatever, yeah, yeah, and totally, just doesn't yeah. want to deal with totally, it anymore. Totally. But yeah. I don't know, man. I never listened to a ton of Bone. I'm not, like, a big Bone fan. I, my no. wife was watching Lady Bird before I left for work this morning, and she they were they were playing Crossroads at their dance, yeah, which yeah. is supposed to take place I in Sacramento. Such a great Hilarious. use of music and just, yeah. like, exactly what would be played at a dance at that time in that place in that world, and they don't make a big deal out of it. It's not, like, all up front. It's just, like, you can tell what's coming out the speakers in the back of this pivotal scene right. in the early in the movie, and I just thought that was so great. But that's just my little thing about Bone. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know the Bone deep cuts. Like, what's Bone's Park Bench people? You know what I'm saying? Um, I uh, so I just, I just, I, about to say. I just did the liner <laughs> notes for uh, the Bone Thugs and Harmony East '99 reissue, and um, fuck, dude, countless hours of uh, research on Bone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah. never once did they ever make a connection or acknowledge. Anything to uh, Freestyle Fellowship. Interesting. So. But when you were listening to it, were you like, okay, now I'm getting that that they got from X, Y, or Z? I or feel like, like that, definitely, especially on this album. Okay. Yeah, if, if you listen to the song Mary in particular, what it is, it's melodic double time. Melodic. Okay. And so, and okay. so okay. you know with, what I mean? With, with, with sort of like, you know, dark elements. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. But as a, as a rapping innovation, that is... 100% Mike and I, um, an innovator of double time. I'm not saying he created it, right. but his uh, his harmonic sensibilities and his diction with how he was getting it off, hugely influential. Like, yeah. anybody that was doing it after then, whether they knew it or not, was uh, directly influenced by it. There's, there's moments when Mike uh, Micah raps, and I'm like, it sounds like he's casting spells. Yeah. And, and I feel yeah. that way with Bone. So yeah. like for me that's a that's okay. a connection although okay. uh, you know how do you quantify some shit like that you you, know? you, you don't you don't but you know? we all draw connections right. and when we're we're always reminded of things or things think that things happen it's been funny doing this podcast for I think we're on our like fifth or sixth year we've gotten to have some things confirmed and some things dispelled right. it's like right. th- yeah. we we all came in with a lot of theories and sometimes we get to talk to the people and I and think they're like nah yeah <laughs> right. they, they, right. they don't they don't see it that way and that doesn't mean it can't still be our theory but we've been told yeah. by, in this by case, the actual it's like sorry but that's not what happened yeah. 
Yeah, but it's, so I'm, I'm clearly just holding on to this <laughs> for no good reason. So tell me what you're going to do. We're at a crossroads. Right? Yeah. Uh, which led them to work with Phil Collins. Uh, <laughs> which is insane. Absolutely. Is um, that on that one you had to listen to? No, no, no. No, no, no that's oh, a later. Say, that's a later late cut. Bone. That's but like, later. should I be listening to Bone or Bone I don't, Good? I don't think so. No. Okay, okay no, fair enough. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, they, they are what they are. Uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, and I think in a similar, kind of in a similar way with Bronson, I begrudgingly had to kind of accept that my initial take on him made him not have been fair. Mm. I'm like 12% of that with Bone. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I went to. You're like, uh, I fuck with Wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lazy, lazy is my Bone, clearly. Um, uh, I think was it Lazy Bone. One of them had a was on a um, a Saba single on that last. Yes, record. and it, it was, was really Bone. good. It was good. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed that guest yeah. appearance. Yeah, I think it was, it was crazy, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of Bone, I can't stand their song with Biggie. Terrible. Oh, I don't like that okay. song either. People bring that up as some sort of like East Coast like you know connection with Cleveland and the West Coast. But yes. here's but here's why that song is it. is important. I can never listen to the end because it's too annoying. Um, where Mike and I uh, kind of innovated the the double time melodic thing, Bone starts using it. Biggie responds right, to right. their double time yeah. by doing double time halftime, yeah. uh, which okay. was like a major innovation. And like East Coast rappers started doing it. After that, he was just like, "I'll just pause." Yeah, can't yeah, hang with yeah. us. Right through right. Armed and Dangerous. Right, right. But, you know, he, he he did his own interpretation. Armed so and I, Dangerous, you're right. I, as I, with as with many Biggie. Guest songs. I'm like, can I somehow get half of this song? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. totally. But it goes to show that like Freestyle Fellowship was the kind of research and development department for rap styles. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to say that the radar didn't like spread. I mean, how can you? How can you not? No, no, no. The, I, I know at the time there was the the idea that both L O N S in their their kind of rah rah chorusy stuff was riffing off of Freestyle Fellowship as well as Organized Confusion. Um, these are all the moan conspiracy theories. but uh, And some of them have been somewhat, if not confirmed, then acknowledged in some of the interviews that we've done where they're like, when I walk through the rap world, I get mad respect. Like, yeah. I think it was Micah Nine who told us that. He was just like, yeah, well, we are known. Like yeah. I, when like I go, Nas into, came up to me and was yeah, like, "When yeah, I go, when right. I go into any hip hop situation, people are fully aware of the lineage. Like it's, it might not have translated for them right. into like tons of dollars, but in respect, they're yeah. they are fully respected, and their contributions, I think, we, are. We all know what a true thug's wife is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> so, so let's let let's get into this then. It, it they they're. Lyrical giants, obviously. Yes. They have this record that's on a major label that comes out. They have this amazing single, right? But if we were to go to Spotify right now, we just did a, a Souls of Mischief retrospective. Um, there's no song on there that is even approaching anything really? like a 93 Till would. Not, just not, not even like. Not in, even remotely. In the realm. Close. Yeah. yeah. It's all Sunshine Man is their biggest Spotify song, which no is shocking, way. and it has just over a million listens. That's crazy. I attribute yeah. that more to y'all. Than <laughs> 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 they, uh, Freestyle wow. Fellowship has twenty five thousand monthly listeners, and uh, Souls of Mischief has one point eight million. Yeah, wow. and and, so and, the, and these are wow. the, this is just this just shows you having a hit is the only thing that matters in America and in the in the music industry. I mean, to, to carry forward into the future, not that Spotify streams are a definitive anything, but I'm just saying in terms of how It's a number we up. can easily look up, and it is yeah. a real number. Yeah, it's a real number, and it shows kind of like how is the sustaining interest totally, in, what, totally. in what you were doing. And so I'm, I'm in some ways, I'm a little bit perplexed as to why Freestyle Fellowship hasn't um, had more traction... Over time, what they were doing, let's be clear, what they were doing on this album is so far ahead. That's but, but the maybe is that it? But people you just answered your own that, question. Right? Yeah. I mean, if we're comparing uh, apples to apples, uh, if we're going 93 versus boundaries. Yeah. Which song yeah. would, like, your cousin like? Like, what, 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 like what, what song could a normal person even comprehend? Like uh, what besides, are they, what are they listening yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I'm that. gonna put boundaries in there. Morons, we have. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes fucking insane no, at the end. People do not like that. <laughs> like right, they, they right. would much rather measure a blunt 
You know what I mean? It's just, it's not the same thing. It's a, it's a jazz song. People don't listen to jazz. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and, listen to more jazz people. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, party music is popular. Yeah, you totally. Yeah. Um, so here's another little interesting tidbit, and then I'll put it, I'll tap out of this app, but Inner City Boundaries, 880,000 plays. Not even a million. Damn. Park Bench People, 322,000. Guys. Not even close. That's guys. Crazy. And that's and that's kind of my point. I'm I'm always curious as to why, and this is kind of freestyle fellowship story, right? Um, I have a great friend who I'll I'll not say his name on air, but every time Freestyle Fellowship does something, he's like, Oh, the five heartbeats are back together again. <laughs> <laughs> um, because in some ways it I don't understand why it plays like almost a tragic story. Almost like there's a lot of what ifs. Yeah, there's always right, so right. many what ifs. Um, they got this major label look, which would not happen again. Um, and it's just, I don't think that the industry at that time was ready to package and produce that. But if the industry of 93 wasn't, then what, at what time? That's true. Yeah, like, when exactly. when would it ever pop? Um, then when? So it, it was, it's kind of, it's, it's incomprehensible for most people. Like this, you're like everyone who ever went to the Good Life loves this. Everyone who went to Project Blowed loves this. That's not that many people, yeah. and it's very sneakily influential in a way. But like, frankly, they rap too good for normal people yeah. to be into it. Totally. Yeah, they don't. People do not want virtuosity. Oh, right. Like no, it's totally. like it is like who's, a, who's, who's they... a better? Hold on, just let me finish my point. Who's a better guitarist, Mac DeMarco or Joe Satriani? Well, Joe Satriani as a as a guitarist. I, I don't think most people would like, but yeah. they don't want to listen to Joe Satriani. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. I could should have framed that differently. Who would yeah. you rather listen to? You know what I mean? Right. Mac DeMarco well, just kind of strums along. Joe Satriani's up here building pyramids and castles with fucking notes right, and frets right. and shit. But nobody wants to listen to that right, shit, myself I, included. Listenability. Yes, I mean that's that's kind of huge. It's right? too it's dense. It's too complicated, right. Right. and people don't like it. <laughs> it, which sucks because they're geniuses. I, it's the uh, George Foreman thing of uh, boxing is like jazz. The better it is, the less people totally. want to see it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, then you watch Mayweather block for twelve rounds. Exactly, I get what he's saying. Mayweather's a genius. Yeah, a but, but, genius. but again, it's a watchability, listenability. Although I, I just I can't get away from this notion that there was a way to put this together to where it would have. At least at that time. I don't disagree. I don't yeah, disagree. I'm not sure if this I, is the best. I, I, something so good should have found its audience. Maybe it did reach its its level. Um, I did look it up, and I said this would be the last Spotify thing, and it's not. AC himself has 50,000 monthly listeners yeah. and several songs over a million, including yeah. the guidelines, yeah. Yeah. which is a more straightforward style oh. song and has kind of a universal theme that anyone can understand. But it is AC alone at his peak of his powers, rapping hella good. So yeah, right, there is right. a way to do it. Um, there, there's always like underground legends, and these guys are the most undergroundy and legendy totally. like group you can imagine. Totally. And al also like complicated people. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh very much, very much so. And in even their uh, dynamic, and if if I have time and energy, guys, I'll, I'll splice in everything that is relevant to this comment. But. They themselves were not like um, we talked about Souls of Mischief. Seems like a much more cohesive unit. When you're listening right. to Freestyle Fellowship, sometimes you're like, it's AC's turn, and then it's Mike's turn, right, right. and then and then it's Pieces' turn. Like they have this kind of. My thing is like Pieces' songs are all horror movies. Yeah. AC yeah. alone can do anything, but at right. this time was choosing to do kind of like um, very free, almost like scatting like yeah, totally. things with old school references. And Micah Nine is a trumpet. Right. The yeah. fact they were ever friends totally is fucking Amazing. weird, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. they're, they, right. I think they were drawn together by like the sheer like just temperature Magnitude of their talent. Right. It's well, just even doing the liner notes. I mean, and, and and you know, getting all the backstories down and stuff. I mean, even then, it was a sort of a a shaky um, agreeance. You know what I mean? Totally. See, totally. It's, it's a super group. If we're going to be real, it's a super group in sort the realest of. sense of these are actually solo artists that came together um, to create something together, but they're actually individuals. Like, yeah. AC has his own sound. Mike has his own sound. And I think that's a real challenge. So now I'm, I'm like... And Jay Sumbi held it together right. mm. on the first project. Yeah. He recorded it at his house. He He's paid the for them right. to get the tapes made. He drove them to Island and then didn't go inside and right. take the meeting. He's like, the group is y'all. Right. And wow. the, the steady hand of one person putting this together, or maybe the we don't know this, and he's a very powerful music industry person, so don't come at me, but the 
change from Jay Sumbi to Kadar Massenberg yeah. is pretty telling. Oh, 100%. I think it's just it's just totally. a different presentation, and I think this is a very good record. It's one of my favorite records. I love this record. I don't love everything about it, yeah. but there's so much genius in the 100%. grooves of this record that right. I just think is so needing to be heard. But I do understand, especially on my listen today when I was walking through downtown San Jose, it's not like you could take your headphones off. You can't do the shins thing <laughs> with this record and be like, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. And then you put on like heavyweights and it's like, why is this Jamaican guy so pissed off? Totally. And like, totally. what spoon of iodine? What does that even mean? <laughs> Who's this guy? And where's he coming from? And like, did Micah nine rap like three times on this part? Like right. totally. all in different voices. It, we should come off this thing because I think we all understand what's happening here. But um, I, something I wanted to point out to you guys, and I w- wanted to see if it tracked for you guys, is they do the thing a lot where they uh, illustrate a point by going super high pitched, mm-hmm. like jammies. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I don't think that's the most like listenable, approachable Agreed. Agreed. thing. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. So Agreed. it's if you take like a hundred little quirks like that. Well, I do actually understand why this is not a popular record. Oh, well, I mean, oftentimes I think, like, the most brilliant shit is not the most catchy shit. You know what I mean? And sometimes the dumbest shit is the most catchy shit. Yeah. I yes. think this is sort of that. Absolutely. It's kind of like uh, if you listen to Sonny Rollins and you're just like, this is squealing and squeaking. Right. But, right. Um, right. It's actually funny, dude. You're on your recommendation, I just watched that three-point Wayne Shorter documentary. Oh, so good. And I really want to talk to you about it because I have like a million thoughts that are not appropriate for here. But a lot of the music I found essentially unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's a complete genius who's like when he's playing uh, – <laughs> and I'm short too, but he's shorter. No. Um it's like, especially the Joni Mitchell 80s, like, okay, dude, you're a bird and you just like got your wing caught in a uh, industrial <laughs> thing and he plays it and you're like, yeah, that's what that would sound like. Don't want to hear it. Right. Well, it's, right. it's, it's kind so of, fascinating. And it's kind of in that vein of like, uh, this happens with Miles too, where by the 80s you're like, okay, you're still the genius, um, but I don't know that what you're doing is ne- necessarily captivating right, right now. And right. I think right. Freestyle Fellowship, I don't know if they ever had that moment, right? It, yeah. It's more of what... This was their moment. It was their moment. This yeah. was their best chance at yeah. being actually oh, popular as a group. Yeah, totally. Um, no, last year they got nominated for a Grammy and yeah, they went to the Grammys it. and stuff. That was pretty Let's freaking go. cool. Love it. Uh, <laughs> and y'all's inclusion in, in the, in the project sir. is so dope. Um, there's a lot of callbacks to to whom it may concern. There are. It's cool the way yes. they layer them yes. in. I think totally. Even totally. from the jump, even yep. on blood, like you, you think it's acapella, but if you're actually really listening, listening you can hear they put the little hand drum uh, fake passage in there from the previous record. It's great the way they refer to it. And having just done that uh, KRS record, where I'm like, this this guy's taking a full song to do his greatest hits of his career right, in right. a way that was off-putting. These guys are just nodding to it for the heads right, of like, did right. you have that literal cassette? I totally. literally sold you at the literal swap <laughs> right, meet because right. that's yeah. the only way you're going to know what this is. It. For yeah. most people, the Freestyle Fellowship story starts and somewhat kind of ends here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is their record, kind of. Yeah. That's not true. There's many other right, facets right. to uh, their uh, career. Unlike but KRS, they're not insisting on their fucking like greatness, right? They're right. just dropping little hints. Right. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, Did we do a big park bench thing? Let's talk about park bench more because I feel like I want to mention the Jose James cover mm. of it oh, that I, I think I think that. keeps I the song that. alive. Yeah. I forgot about that. And had like has like really like showed its place in like what is definitely underground culture, mm-hmm. but it's it's like he treats it like a standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that I think is mm-hmm. so beautiful. I was Super at cool. the um, Hip Hop 50 thing we did at the San Jose Jazz Summerfest. We were interviewing Merce um, live on stage, and there was a lot of backstage time. It's hurry up and wait for our you know 20-minute segment. <laughs> and we were there basically all night, which was great. I had a really good time and really enjoyed what we got to do. But I was hanging out with our friend um, Albert Jenkins backstage, and he had just seen Jose James at something. Oh, and yeah, he's like, yeah. he did you it. know he, he does a cover of Park Bench People? I was like, yeah, I, d- I do know that. And um, uh, because he's been booked in San Jose multiple times, yeah. and just he's like someone who's kind of on the radar for people in our world. Um, I've been hearing about that for a long time, but I've never seen him do it, but I've watched it on YouTube and stuff. And like, that's a very cool move. And like, it, we need like a hundred of those. We right, need like yeah, Alicia right. Keys to cover to do it. boundaries yeah. or something yes. like that. You know what I mean? Like yes. the songs are there. The the beauty and the, the genius is there. It might need to be recontextualized a little well, bit. Well, I feel right. like Park Bench People is one of a, just a very small handful of rap songs 
that humanize the homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this and Mr. Wendell. That's pretty. Those are oh, pretty much the that only. That is such oh. a good connection. That's oh. hilarious. Yeah, those dude. are the only wow. two songs wow. that specifically. Not the only. I'm sure there's other ones, wow. but two of the most prominent I'm be songs about that tonight. That that fi- that focus on this, which is an issue. Obviously, we're from San Jose, California, um, is exploding, and we're and folks are grappling with, and almost contemporary rap doesn't have the language or sensitivity to deal with. Um, and well, so the uh, insistence on uh, luxury and yeah. uh, uh, high status and stuff that makes it almost impossible to have a song that is right, doing what right. you're saying you're doing. Yeah. That was yeah. a really good point, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Props I, I, on that. But those songs existed then, too. Right? Yes. It's yeah. just like they're just not being made now. At least it seems like it. No, it, it's not. And almost um, it's amazing that on this hardcore, and I'll call it an underground rap record, there is a very sensitive, thoughtful song about um, the human condition that is presented in a way that, like, even, you know, let's take Project Bloat and all that in its totality. There's not too much of that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's also sung beautifully. Oh, like, so you, you can't really call what Micah 9 does on this song rapping that That's really. Fair. It's it's filed That's in fair. the hip-hop section, and it's a hip-hop culture movement or whatever, but, right. like, he's singing his ass off on this, yeah. and it's such a beautiful song. He so has the most malleable voice, and the the, the yeah. style that he chose to approach this with is, it, I think it's like one of his career highlights, and oh, like that's, I'd say that as someone who thinks he's uh, a genius and yeah. has a lot of highlights that most people will never hear, yeah, but right. that he's, he's just that great of an artist who um, epitomizes something we really care about, which is like kind of a an artfulness without, um, they, they like, they perform with no net. They yeah. they literally do freestyle yeah. at all of the shows I've ever seen. They're not scared. And I thought about this a lot while I was listening today. Like, he, he would be the scariest person to battle, right? Because oh, you, you don't know if he's going to be singing Frank Sinatra or right. like uh, hitting you right. with like some Run DMC shit right. or like right. just like triple timing out of nowhere right. Right. or like becoming a fucking flute. It's just like what? Like <laughs> yeah. he, he just like I, I can't imagine trying to battle him. And he totally. talks a lot in. Various things we've discussed with him about he, how much he enjoyed doing that and totally. surprising people and showing up in places and just being like, "What's up?" Yeah, what a mind! I mean, it's it's so brave to like be be structureless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to your point, what the f- how the how the fuck do you approach Mike and I in a battle? You you don't because you almost know? in a way, um, to me, he's a musician. Not all rappers are musicians. Right. Some right. rappers are musicians, but not all. Um, he's a he's a musician and his virtuosity is like in a way um, almost greater than him as an MC. It's almost like the the terminology MC is somewhat limiting and kind of getting back to the thing about had he taken the route of, of being like a jazz vocalese artist, what could have come out of that? Um, so, yeah, I feel like Mike and I to me on you know, whatever Rushmore I have, folks should definitely check out the Kaleidoscope um, book if you have not out on, on, on Parker Pub. Um, let's uh, let's quickly touch on skips for y'all. There's some skips. Um, you know, I was going to say, though, with, with this album, I don't love all the songs, but it's just bound with amazing moments. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. So... Uh, yeah, it, it was it was kind of hard to come up with a skip, but at the same time, it was easy. If, if that makes sense, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like I wish this album could could um, uh, be completely re-edited. Right. You know. Yeah, I I often skip Bullies of the Block and Everything's Everything. I go from oh, Blood wow. straight into Shammies. Okay. I love Heat Miser. Six Tray is kind of a skip sometimes. Interesting. It's a, it's a little bit of a slog for me. Bomb Zombies? Bomb Zombies is not my favorite thing. But also, I was listening to that recently, and I was like, it has a chopped and screwed feel. So, But you know what I mean? And and also, Six Tray, I'm 90% certain, is in 3-4 time. Like, it's it's an innovative, weird song in its own way. It's a cool song. It's just not always what I'm in the mood for. And I I will say, I feel the same about Heavyweights. Mm. Um, It's not really a song. It's like a, it's it's a like cipher. a really long skit cipher. I like the boxing metaphor. I think it's well done. I think it's well produced. I'm just not always up for. It. And this is me saying this. I love shit like this. I'm not always up for this many syllables. Let, let, let me. It's uh, a ton of information to take in. Let me offer that uh, heavyweights two, which is on I the original it. project, the project load, load compilation, is one of the few sequels that is actually better yeah. than the original. I'm it's always like crazy song. Yeah, I'm always or, like, oh, I like part two. 
uh, a lot better. And there's like way more people on it, aren't there? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's, it's, they're, they're so good at rapping, but e- e- even the rap podcasters here are kind of like, okay, guys, okay. <laughs> a right. little, a little, like, can you slow down a little so I can understand what you're saying? I mean, like, there's a truth to that, though. Yeah. You know? It's, it's just, it's, a, it just bombards you with information in a way that sometimes I do skip, but that there's still a really good, like, 45 minute record here. That's, oh, absolutely. That's just incredible. The highs are so high, and those are mine. What about you? Uh, Danger, to me, kind of yeah. feels like uh, uh, it, it's not adding anything. You can't understand the pain that G's go no. through? No, I really can't. <laughs> and it's funny, because I'll say that, and I know every word of, I know, of, of, I know. of the song. But yeah, Danger, for me, um, Bomb Zombies, I've... I just I don't appreciate its placement right after. Is Inter- that the Grievance. come right show me on the shadow of a doubt? Yeah, uh, I don't like its placement right after boundaries. Right, um, that always made it. Ch- I was like, it feels jarring. And a bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like bombed out, it's like zombied. Um, yeah, but I mean. It's one of those things where, you know... Yeah, I almost feel like there should be a party section, a horror movie section, a crazy rapping right. section. Like, we right. should we should redo this for the Patreon. Right. Making Trillmatic uh, <laughs> right. inner, inner city griots. Um, yeah, but with that being said, they had their shot on a major label, and they put it all the fuck out there. Yep. There was, yeah. there was a... Props for that. There yeah. was a more Respect. conventional route to take, I'm sure... I wasn't there, obviously, but something tells me they they fought for the record that they got, um, and there's there's something admirable about that. Hundred um, percent. And I feel like it's one of those records that um, ins- has inspired other records. the The window of creativity that they opened, we're still kind of peering through that right now. So, um, obviously, giants of of the form uh, will will before we get to Nate's record corner. Uh, we will make judgment here. Of its time or timeless, Nate LeBlanc? Of its time with a few timeless songs. Sorry to have to split hairs, but I do feel that way. There are some dated moments here, especially on the beats, as we've been discussing, but Park Bench People, uh, Inner City Boundaries, other a few other tracks are, to me, truly timeless. Some of the best rap songs that have ever existed and like some of the best songs that I've... I'm, I just feel lucky to have found this path in life where i do know about the underground shit and like this is pinnacle underground shit and if you it i kind of think less of you if you don't like it you know what i mean a little bit you're kind of a lame a little bit yeah kind of yeah no no totally dave timeless of its time i'm gonna say and i'm gonna say this in no disrespect to the timeless songs but it's of its time yeah i don't think anybody can listen to this and be like oh i'm gonna this this would exist in 3023 right right um oh that's yeah, I think because of the the lyrics are timeless, the production is of its time. Uh, it's definitely the sound ha- is so of its the time. sound is of its time. I'll go back again if there's a movement to remix, right. remaster this shit. Let's go. It did so much for to whom it may concern. Yes, a record I that agree. I love. Totally. Yes. Probably yeah, my and favorite. And it's yeah. it's very different though because to whom it may concern was just made on like home equipment. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was with the full resources of Island Records at their disposal. So right. they're, they're like choices that they were made, made weird choices. Yeah, they it's very weird. interesting. But yeah, they also though because they're uncompromising. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I have a lot of feelings. It, but I, I rarely quibble about the mixing of records because it's a science i don't understand but even i know this shit is not mixed right 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 there's too much bass at some points and it's just i like you said it earlier damon uh we this is a group of vocalists the vocals need to be crisper clearer and higher in the mix and they need to be above everything because i want to hear every syllable paging sclude and cut chemist (laughs) (laughs) and daddy kev don't forget (laughs) about daddy kev yeah and that's and that it made me think about that in terms of like um ladder freestyle fellowship album releases i'm thinking about temptations Mm -hmm. um which to me is a slept on really genius fucking freestyle fellowship record i've had i've had this i want to go back to it we're gonna let let dave and i re-listen and then let's do that for the patreon because i my my i remember hating yes my my thing at the time was this is dog shit. Yeah, I yeah. I went totally. t- I went twelve <laughs> rounds. <laughs> totally, totally. I went yeah. twelve rounds with uh with you'll never find more of a a, a Micah Nine stand than Mega Abusive. Okay. Twelve rounds with him. Seven years later, he was like, "Yeah, you're right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. you're right. Wow. Um, but it, just as an example of 
you know, Daddy Kev and his genius, and I'm, I'm just assuming he mixed that record. I'm almost certain he did. Um, knowing how to put their voices in relation to a track. I think, and that was much later. This is already in the 2000s, whatever. Right. Um, but I just think that um, it's an example of, like, <clears throat> how it could uh, have been mixed. And so, um, you know, shout out Keter Massenberg. Let, let us come in and remix the record. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do great things I'm with sure things. I'm sure he's listening. Right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Always. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Nate, Record Corner. I'm trying to find out if Daddy Kev mastered that record, and I can't. It's not <laughs> available. Um, this is another. Uh, this is becoming a theme. Um, the original vinyl pressing of this record, which I hold in my hand, is not a picture cover. Wow. It yeah. was a promo, and yeah. it was released in the 4th and Broadway um, sleeve, and it tries to fit a lot of information on a single LP. It, mm. it sounds terrible. Okay. Do you think the streaming version or the CD version sounds bad? Really? Because it's all crowded. It, it sounds so bad. I bought a bootleg when people not. I guess it is. Yeah, it's a bootleg, a repress. Right. That's a two LP repress, uh, so that I could so that I could out. DJ. It's like cornbread or whatever, yeah. and I, I I often do. I brought this like probably the last two times I DJed. I will fully play songs off this record. I have the single for Hot Potato here as well, which is a very good um, uh, remix on there, mm -hmm. and that's kind of it. It's not yeah. a. It's not a. This sounds stupid, but I think you guys will get what I'm saying. Like we were saying, how um, on some of these other ones, like their main way people interacted with it was on vinyl. Yeah, this was not that. Nope. It's they're not a vinyl group. It's nope. not a. It's not a. They're not really a collectible group in that way. Like right. there's so many different pressings of so many different records. There's bootlegs. There's a lot to sort through. You kind of have to be ahead to know about and have the vinyl for this stuff. Like we just did um, an episode, and I'm not sure what um, order they're going to come out about free or uh, Souls of Mischief, which. I will say just briefly here the fact that 93 till infinity and inner city griots came out in the same year Crazy from the same right? uh, same coast that rap took a quantum leap forward yeah. and we're so much better off for 100%. it and all these guys are geniuses and you should buy something from them on bandcamp right. anyway um they they were more like a tape group. Yeah, I would I was say, say people that. mostly people that I interacted with mostly had Project Blood stuff and it wasn't really Project Blood quite yet at this time it was right. still in the the good lifetime uh, was like it was like often like dubbed tapes was yep. how you came in right. contact yep. with it and they right. were treated like artifacts and they yep. were taken very seriously absolutely and it they do have CDs and obviously um, the CD probably sold the most but for me when I think about kind of LA underground stuff I think at this time it's still a tape genre absolutely and right. making your own tapes and putting like a tape where it's got some CVE and some LA cool and some uh, Cholo Lancinko solo yeah. track you can't find anywhere else and yeah. just right. like. Just like it's an interactive medium in that way. Um, so I just think there's not a ton of records. The records that they do have are not particularly well made. But yeah. like I said, they did reissue Inner City Griots last year. I will track it down and report back at some point on how it sounds. And maybe we can do another thing on it. But um, yeah, I'm super happy to have the records. But um, they're not. A recordy band. I don't right. know how else to say no, it. Totally. Ah, man. I'm left with a feeling of like, you know, obviously it's like a big what if with these guys, right? And right. it's like this is this album is sort of like their stage and and I I you know, the the, the best parts still hit, but it's like what could it have been? Yeah. Well let me you know. let me pose this as we, we kinda round home. Um if you had to pick one, to whom it may concern or inner city griots, Nate. I'm a big to whom it may concern guy. Yeah, yeah I, th I think it's the I think it's the better record, and not just because we were involved right, right, in the right. greatest, yeah, yeah, yeah. greatest yeah. ever version of it coming out. One hundred. Uh, but I thought that before, um, though I found this first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same, and same, then, same, and same, then, yeah. Same. And I almost always like the thing I found first the best, and, yeah. but not in this case. It's it 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 has that house party ish thing that I that's not the kind of Boom. music I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But great record, and everyone, if you've somehow made it through this without listening to it, please go listen to it. 100%. And note what we've noted are kind of things that are a little off about right. it, but it's it's amazing. You will never hear rapping this good. Right. It's it's almost hard to find a better display of lyrical talent and just such high energy and love of language, and that's mm -hmm. what like that's what gets me excited about it. But yep. um, there's also some really beautiful, poignant moments, and it's just it's just absurd, like kind of bounty for people who care about rapping. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Dave, would you agree to whom it may concern as a I would have record? to go with that. I mean, I used to just like it more because I like the homespun feel to it. Yeah. But um, then after, I mean, and, and again, 
if you take away our involvement with the reissue, um, Kemmins' version is absurd. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds, sounds better, so great. It sounds better than this. It does sound yeah, better, than which this. is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. and knowing um, what they had to do to get there. So, Cut right. Chemist is around. Please reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fourth and Broadway Island. I, I just I find and I agree with. with do you that do you think it's a better record? I do think To Whom It May Concern is a better yeah. record. Um, I, I I always crack up though that like. Um, Freestyle Fellowship was on the same label as Bob Marley. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, by, by the way, I went to the movies yesterday. I saw the trailer for the Bob Marley movie. They're doing like a full-on biopic? Like, biopic of Bob Marley. Oh, wow. I was having trouble taking the guy seriously. It's that oh, guy Kingsley. Ki- <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Uh, you you got there like two seconds before me. I was waiting for the laughter to ben die down. Sleep Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's that guy uh, Kingsley Ben Adir. He played Malcolm X in the One Night in Miami. Oh, Do you guys know him? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. kinda nobody looks like Bob Marley. Bob Marley is so handsome. It's like insane. I, 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 he's chiseled. Yes, yeah. totally. But I I don't know if it's gonna work or not. But it is interesting that they're doing it, and it brought me right back to college. I was there like, it is. yeah, I'm, I'm in a mellow mood all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, don't want to end there. I just want to say, um, give this a chance. Yeah. They're a weird group. You have to pick your spots. Make yourself a playlist of Freestyle mm-hmm. Fellowship's best moments. And there's so much to choose from, whether it's the Project Blood compilation, yeah. individual right. uh, tracks that they've done. But, like, more people should be listening to Freestyle Fellowship in the same way. And many, in some cases, like directly the same thing as more people should be listening to jazz you should be challenging yourself yes, totally. occasionally and mm. the, you will you will find things on this record to challenge you absolutely Perfect. uh challenging record perplexing record great record we obviously love uh freestyle fellowship and inner city griots um you can connect with us on twitter at dad by rap pod share your thoughts Do you just and feelings. refuse to acknowledge the switch that has been made to what i don't even want to say it to, oh, like, the, in the name of Twitter? Yes. Oh no, you're not. You're not messing with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. His mama named him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, uh, what, are we, what are we referring to? Uh, Twitter is not really called Twitter uh, anymore. Oh, oh, got it. Oh, it's but, called. But, like, I never hear anyone say that except for in newspaper articles. They'll be yeah. like this letter, which we're not saying. We're oh. not saying it, Elon. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it'll say in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. Listen, like, it yeah. just doesn't seem to be taking. I I, I come I come from yeah, a culture I come from a culture that still calls Chris Tucker Smokey. <laughs> like, like <laughs> we, we, we still call Yasin Bey Musda. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's I'm gonna not, be a tough one to get over. Uh, best name ever. Okay. Chris Tucker only made 14 movies. Yeah, they're he, all pretty good. And except he made for Rush a, Hour. A co- <laughs> Billion yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. Speak for yourself, LeBlanc. <laughs> don't don't you put down the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't put down the greatest moment of black and Asian solidarity. Is this because there's no main white guy in Rush Hour? Is this Absolutely. Why I don't like it? We reveled in it. I know. Totally. <laughs> so that the greatest is hilarious. Comedy duo of the 20th century. No, yeah. No. <laughs> like you know what movie didn't need Keanu Reeves? Rush like, Hour. I feel like you know should have been in that Martin Short. <laughs> you know then I would have liked it. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Oh my God. Never it, liked those movies, but I you know. That's okay. Neither here nor there. It, it, I just I, learned that listening to another podcast that I won't name because I'm petty. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'll ride for Rush Hour 1 and 2. Maybe we'll tar- turn that into a Patreon segment. Um, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dadbod. We can all the segments we don't think the main feed are, are ready for. Exactly. you got to be a pretty grizzled hip-hop head to be messing with the Patreon. But if that's you, yeah. sign up and see if you like it. You can cancel any time. Uh, a throbbing grizzly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because jazz funk greats. Wow. Because uh, I have a new Dems Gems playlist, which I'll be dropping oh, soon. Yeah. That Is includes there a throbbing, throbbing gristle? gristle. Wow! I like wow. the throb with my gristle. Oh, um, wow! So be on the lookout for that. I, I drop playlists, Spotify playlists, uh, periodically. Nate does his fly sporadic. Um, working on a working on a corker. I add there my silence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, has ju- Dave adds judgmental silence <laughs> into it from time to Dave time. Dave has literally never seen it because he won't join the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I understand we have this third website. I don't understand what goes on over there. Uh, I will say this: we had a, we have a new uh, Patreon subscriber. Shout out to Linda Soto, Word. who literally with her husband traveled to Hyro Day, uh, based on. Our Hyro Day episode, City of Oakland, we like some kickback. <laughs> um, 
But that inspired my girlfriend to go, maybe I should subscribe. <laughs> uh, I was like, thanks, babe. Hey, but uh, on a serious note, you guys shared that, and that was very heartwarming. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. so, it had so been dope. a while since we got a yeah. heartwarming DM. And, and honestly, uh, that's kind of what we do it for. Yes. Uh, absolutely. We, we want to, um, you know, introduce you to another level of nerddom, create a space where you can uh, nerd out about your favorite rap albums. We're here for it. We've got plenty more retrospectives coming up. We're going to have some special guests on some future episodes. So we will never fall the fuck off. We promise. Dad bought rap pack. Nice. Where in the hell did the hip hop go? Where in the hell did the hip hop go? Where in the hell did the hip hop go? Yo, AC alone. Do you know? Do you know? Well, here we go. Hot cake goes. Jelly bean banjo candy stones. Polka dot backpack microphones. Shamalama ding dong doggy bones. Chicka chicka chop. Bust a flip flop. Skateboard tennis shoes. Ice cream shop. Telephone poles. Bacon hot rolls. A 91 pinto sitting on bones. Bubble gum tick tock. Hound dog fleas. Cock a doodle doodle and some hog head cheese. Leave out the room. Grab the old room. Eat a watermelon and walk on.